0: Welcome to the Codex Cantina, where I am Una.
1: And I am Crypto. I about said I am Una.
0: (laughs) We are going through some of the most important literature that's ever been written, influencing even today's authors. If you are down for a conversational approach to literature, make sure you hit that subscribe button to join
1: us. Today we are going over Mutzi by Zora Neale Hurston, which was published in August of 1926.
0: Now, Zora writes about relationships, life, and death. And I can't help but notice I have seen someone make a comment on Mutzi where they're talking about how Zora's is just recycling her same themes. And I couldn't help but be put a little off by that comment because the way I view you know her writing, well, one, it's beautiful, right? But two, she's giving this voice to, to people in real life, the, these people that she's representing in stories that aren't traditionally represented.
1: Yeah, I can see that. I think that's a big misconception and I almost kind of felt that way too when we talked about that before in some other authors where I felt like, man, haven't we read this story before? But they think that she's giving a voice to those so that they can see themselves in literature when they've never been represented before. And that can mean a lot to somebody and bring out deeper meaning and allow people to have these conversations about some of the themes that she talks about like relationships.
0: Now I will say this, the title Mutsi is a little bit misleading because the story is not really Mutsi's story, right? This is really Pinky's story. And what's interesting is the way that Zora kind of hands off the narrative to Mutsi at the end. It's it's very meta the way that she's kind of representing her themes in these stories because one of the themes of these of this story is masculinity kind of overriding femininity.
1: And I think when we get into the plot of the story you kind of see that that there's this possession of mutsy over pinky and giving the story that title really does say something immediately about what maybe the point of this story is and we'll get into that
0: right identity and marriage possession by men maybe even a little bit of uh fear and oppression it's 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 a very well done story as our all of Zora's that we've explored here. Let's go through a quick plot recap to make sure we're all on the same page. And then we shall jump into our analysis. So for plot, Pinky Jones has just arrived off the boat and Ma welcomes her in to stay. Now Ma drops Pinky off with her husband and her husband starts telling how he's going to show her the ropes and that she's so pretty. She'll make more money than Ma ever did. And as soon as Ma comes back, you know, he kind of shrinks back into the corner.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You can see this happening, too, right? Right. Yeah.
0: And soon patrons arrive, and Ma wants to strut Pinky out in front of all of them. But that's when Mutsy arrives, right? Dressed to the nines, looking all handsome, kind of promises the world, promises he'll give her a job, and they end up kind of sleeping together. And Pinky starts to kind of then retract from, from that initial stance, where she says, you know, give me a job. And Mutsy's like, come here. And he kind of has these advances. And she kind of starts faking six, so that way she can kind of just go to bed each night, putting putting off the advances of the man. Yeah,
1: I love how real this story is, because you could kind of see all of this in your mind's eye of it happening.
0: And I love the way that she has these voices come in, like Ma, where she's like, you need to get Mutsy. He's a big time gambler and worth, you know, all that cash, you know. Meanwhile, my husband, he hates work like the devil hates holy water. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like you can see. I love that saying. You see people like that in your life. But, you know, they're, they're pushing Pinky towards us. And this isn't what Pinky wants. And eventually Pinky goes to bed kind of drunk and sick one night and... You know, Muzzy wants to go up there, and Ma's like, no, no, she's passed out. You can't go up there. He gives her a little bit of cash. All of a sudden, Ma's like, go right ahead. So he goes up there, starts to kind of question what he should do while she's asleep, slips an engagement ring on her and kind of shouts, she's mine, coming into that possession play, right? So the next day, Pinky wakes up, and she's like, what's this engagement ring doing here? And, you know, she's like, you know, Mutzi, no, 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 I need to work. Where's my job? You know, I can't be yours. I don't want to be yours. And that's when he promises to give up gambling and change who he is to be with her. Fast forward a month. He's with her. He's given up gambling. One of his bros comes along. It's like, hey, let's gamble again. And he starts to gamble. And we kind of end with that quote, what man can't keep one little wife and two little bones.
1: Oof. That's kind of harsh. It is. Man, it makes me mad, right? I think you're supposed to end a little bit mad. I mean, you're not supposed to like Mutsi, I don't think. I mean, that I no. think that that is Zora's point.
0: No, I don't think you're supposed to like I think You're supposed to feel for Pinky, but it's interesting, like we talked about earlier, how the story is named after him, and he takes over that narrative, the man taking possession of even her story, right? And that's kind of what she would write about. And the way she'd write it is very beautiful, too, right? Like the opening quote we have, the she might leave and go to Halimafak, but this slow drag would bring her back. Like it's very rhythmic and poetic. Like Zora Neale Hurston started with poetry, right?
1: Yeah. It almost feels like this could be a song.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's even kind of musical, the, the setting and everything. And I think this plays a good homage at the time, right? You've got Pinky escaping up North Kind of reminds me of the great migration maybe kind of like a little call out to the the, the harlem renaissance of people coming here and there's all these arts and and powerful black movement of arts coming out from the area
1: definitely feels a little autobiographical because of what we have learned about her after getting into her writing and realizing it's so good and rich and then trying to figure out what is she trying to convey here and wow she really writes some pretty uh intense almost autobiographical information into her short stories
0: well, yeah, yeah. It feels like I know what you're saying because it feels too aggressive to say autobiographical, right? Because yeah, not it, not quite. But it, it's the feelings, it's the concerns that she sees in real life. She's honest. It's honest writing, but maybe not necessarily biographical, because in 1920 she meets Herbert Sheen, okay. She becomes a published author, 1921, starts writing. This story comes out in 1926. Now, if she could see into the future, in 1927, they get married. The marriage doesn't last that long, right? It only only lasts a couple months. Well, the marriage lasts for a couple years, but they kind of separated after... I don't even know if they made it a year before they separated. And she's quoted as saying she was worried that the only thing marriage would bring her was wider hips and a shorter career.
1: <laughs> that's awesome too. man she is savage. I love it. <laughs> she
0: is very she's very honest with her writing and I think that's what makes it so beautiful. but it's it's talking to that that idea that you know marriage will change you and your expectations in society, in the world. and she didn't want to give up, you know, kind of like what you're talking about earlier, she was able to give a voice to so many people that didn't have a voice in literature that I think we can kind of see some similarities with Pinky, right? Mutsy comes along and is just like, hey, you know, be my wife. You don't need to work. And what does Pinky say?
1: No, I want a job. Where's my job? And I think that that's kind of Zora saying, I need my job. I don't need this marriage. Because she wanted to be a writer. I mean, she wanted to have her own literary career and not be tied to this marriage and have that define her very much like Pinky. She doesn't want to be defined by Mutsy and his marriage and his ring She wants to define herself. She wants to be her own person.
0: And arguably, it's a little complex, too, because it's not just like person A meets person B, like you'll see in, you know, cheap Hollywood, reproducible (laughs) films, right? When people come to a relationship, they come with baggage, right? And we see some of that in this story where she's like, no, 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 I don't want to be tied up in this gambling situation. You know, there's there's things that come with gambling, right? There's, there's potential problems and conflicts. And she's like, you need to change who you are as a person in order for me to give you a shot. And we even see a little bit of that when it comes to relationships, that it's not just person A and person B. There's a surrounding and a social circle and a job and personal socioeconomic baggage that comes with people as you meet them.
1: Yeah, and there's this beautiful quote from the story that basically says that she wants to be prideful in herself and her job and make her own person. And from the story, quote, if that job would have only come on, she felt shut in, imprisoned, walled in with three women who talked of nothing but men and numbers, and drink, and men who talked of nothing but the numbers, and drink, and women. So you have to think, why did she put them in these certain orders right. for when it's talking about women, and why did she put them in certain orders when she's talking about the men? It's very deliberate.
0: And, and Zora, I, I believe it's her, if she, she has the, you know, obviously the book uh, Men and Mules, and I believe she's quoted as saying that the black women are the mules of society, right? What white what white people don't want to do, they put on the black men. What the black men don't want to do, they put on the black women. So so they kind of get the bottom of the heap of stuff that, that people don't want to do. And they have notice, to carry all the
1: burden of everything,
0: yeah. So she uses the symbology of the mules a lot. But you'll notice here the three women wanted men, numbers, and drink. So to me, the numbers are cash, you know, security. And the drink is the play, right? So their priority is the men first, <laughs> who bring in the cash and the money, followed by the play is the least important to them. And you see this represented by these three women, by Ma. If you remember when Mutzi wanted to go upstairs, as soon as he gave her the cash, she's like, go right ahead, right? That, some, that I think Zora's pointing out that some women prioritize life in that way. And then she compares that to men who talk about nothing but the numbers, right? So they're they're more worried about the cash first and the drink and the play. And final is the women, putting, putting women lowest on the totem pole, putting them as the mules is the priority that Zora is saying men have. So I, I think it's very deliberate the way she does that. And she represents that in the story too with at the end with Mutzi when the gambler comes back, does he put his woman on top? nope he puts the numbers first right all the cash and then the drink right the gambling is his play and then what little man can't have a little woman on the side while he's got those two little bones right he he prioritizes that first and i think that's kind of pulled out in this line
1: and i think that's kind of the point of the whole story of what zora is trying to get at is that this is a message to the younger generation of black women that you don't have to be tied to these old stereotypes and that you should be moving forward. And this is the message of... Want better than this. Don't fall into these tropes of what these old women want and what they've been told they need. You be your own person. And she's trying to get Pinky to realize that, I think, in this story. And I think Pinky does to some degree, but she falls right back into it as well a little bit. And then, you know, we get a little bit mad at Mutsy for doing what he did to her because he's falling into those stereotypes and tropes as well.
0: So Pinky... Is her own woman, but it's not Zora, right? Pinky is is a different creation because Zora's a very confident woman. But Pinky is not as confident, right? There was some fear the way that she was coming up from the south up to the north. There's fear in the way that she does have to rely on Ma, have to rely on this man until she can get her own job. I think she's, to your point, she is that woman that is seeking an identity. She's seeking something that's her own. And that's why she doesn't want to just take Muttsy, you know, who comes with this baggage of, of the gambling and such, who has the wealth and the security. She doesn't just want that. She wants her own identity and to find her own way in life. And I think that's kind of very interesting, the way that Zora has written Pinky to be kind of a little bit of a, a softy and being pushed around, but still have those desires that are kind of being overshadowed. And uh, to your point, it's something kind of an inspiring thing of Pinky, wake up. You know, this is what you gotta do. Like that's what we're rooting for as the audience.
1: I think too, we may be taking consideration, because we don't really know their ages, that that Pinky is a little bit young, maybe naive, mm-hmm. innocent. Mm-hmm. And she knows that money's still important, but she's starting to grow up a little bit. And I think that Zora is kind of, again, writing herself a little bit into this. She's gone through a marriage now. That ages you quite a bit. You learn a lot about yourself, how you act in relationships. And I think that Pinky is learning that as she's kind of growing up. And they, well, I want the security and the money, but I kind of want to be my own person, too. And she's torn between those.
0: Small, small correction there. She's been with, with Sheen for a while, but she they don't get married until 1927. So I think she's writing her fears of what marriage will become, but, but she hasn't okay. officially become married yet as a small little note.
1: Okay, that makes sense. But so, I think my point still stands. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it does, she, but just
0: for people out there. Of this
1: growing up in a relationship.
0: Yeah, no, I, com- I completely agree, and, and it doesn't negate what your point was. So Zora, right? <laughs>
1: Are we ever gonna find a bad story from her? <laughs> it's it, does she write any bad stories? I don't think she did.
0: Even like, I feel like you're shooting too high. Did she write a mediocre story? Can we find a mediocre Zora story, Mike? Please Lord.
1: leave us a link in the description below, or your comment in the description, or leave your comments below of a, a, a mediocre Zora story. I dare you to find one. Like, what's just
0: average? <laughs> like, I want to just what's an average Zora story because these are all really, really intense. And, and, and
1: yeah, find one that beautiful. didn't win an award. <laughs> well, we want to review it. So guys,
0: we'll leave a link to all of our Zora Neale Hurston talks down below. We're we're working on their eyes. We're watching God right now. Can't wait to share some of our, you know, analysis with that hint. Mules play an important symbol in that story, too. (laughs) Crypto, let's move into our ratings. What are you going to give this one?
1: I'm going to give it another solid 8.5. I love how Zora is talking to future generations, current generations. She's talking to women. She's talking to black women. I love what she's trying to convey in this story. Uh, I hated Mutsy. I think I was supposed to. I was very, you know, endeared with Pinky. I wanted her to have a happy ending ah, uh, maybe I would have given a nine if she would got the happy ending and just left that dirt bag. <laughs> but <laughs> let, let's stick with an 8.5. Thank you, Zora, for this story. I appreciate it.
0: But to that point, I, I agree with everything that you just said. And to counterbalance that argument too, if we had gotten her winning at the end, that would override, I feel like, that literary device of men Oppression and men taking over that story, men overriding the personality, uh, which I think is actually quite remarkable too, the way that Zora pulled it off. 8.5 as well. Guys, hit that subscribe button to join us for more Zora and other related talks of literature. If you're down for that conversational approach, please join us. We post videos every Monday and Thursday. Una out.
1: Peace. And today we are going to be going over Mutsy by Nora Zeal Hurston. Zeal.
0: You called her Nora. Nora Zeal. <laughs> Zeal.
1: I'm sure I've had a student named Zora. (laughs) Zora, Zora, Zora. Okay, here we go. I got this. Today we're going to be going over Mutsy by Nora Zeal Hurston, which is published in August of 1926. You I Nora again? Did I do Nora? Damn it!